Welcome to the train wreck, folks. It's time for another episode of Not Another Baptist Podcast, a podcast exploring church revitalization, church planting, and other Southern Baptist goodies for your ear holes. And today we have a very special guest with us, Ronnie Cooksey of Sandia Baptist Church here in Sandia, New Mexico. As with their last, what did I We're call it? You called it Sandia, New Mexico. We're in Albuquerque. <laughs> What's Sandia? Ba- <laughs> Mayhill Baptist is in Mayhill. That's right. Every, every, everywhere it seems to be named, you know, their their city's Baptist. Can church. we start all of this over again? <laughs> Welcome to no. Uh, we are here at the new uh, <laughs> the Baptist Baptists Convention in New Mexico. Take it away. Evangelism Conference. And since Matt's having issues, I'll yeah. just, I'll take over from here. No, we are we're we're thrilled to be joined by Ronnie Cooksey, the still new, still new. pastor of uh, here at Sandia Baptist Church. And uh, Ronnie, you in got Albuquerque. A, in, in Albuquerque, got yes, thank you. There okay. you go. You, you've got a pretty unique story because uh, you're so uh, you're from Texas. Yes, you've pastored in Japan yes. and in Oregon, yes. and now in New Mexico. Yes, right? That's right, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, so just share with us a little bit about your story, and then we'll dive in and, and ask specifically about some IMB stuff. But just, okay. just introduce yourself. Tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about your ministry journey to okay. this point. Great. Yeah, I grew up in Allen, Texas, and then went to Dallas Baptist University, met my wife there. And I was in youth ministry in Dallas, uh, well, in uh, near McKinney, Fairview, Texas, and then in uh, North Dallas. And then uh, from there, went to Central Texas and was pastor at Aquila Baptist Church. And Aquila has a population of 136. So wow. It was uh, unique. We were there four years. And then uh, we both had short-term missions experiences in different places. And uh, God called us to the mission field. And we spent 10 years with the IMB in Japan as church planters. Did language study in Osaka, Japan. And then we were in Nagasaki and Sapporo. And then in two Tokyo suburbs. Thought we would be there forever and retire, you know, as IMB missionaries. And then in March of 06, both of us just began to feel a real churning. And, and uh, so we scheduled a furlough and prayed and thought, well, if the Lord's calling us home, surely it's back to Texas. And God said, well, you're half right. <laughs> so kind of through a long story, God uh, connected us with this church in Oregon and made it clear that's where we're supposed to be. We have eight children. I didn't tell you that before. And Say that again. Eight children. Yes. Wow. And uh, so we had been in the kind of the concrete jungle in Tokyo. So yeah. it was really wonderful in the Northwest to camp and hike and, you know, and all that with you know, the kids. And so we loved it there. Thought we'd be there forever. Yeah. And uh, so. So last. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the last five years, I was the trustee from the Northwest Convention to Southwestern Seminary. Okay. Now. In the Bible Belt, to be a trustee, you know, is it, something in the in the Northwest. You know, you have to be Southern Baptist and alive. Those, are, <laughs> uh, so that was a real joy. I'd gone to Southwestern years ago, so that was fun. So uh, became friends with several professors, and one of them last April uh, said, "Can I talk to you?" Said, "I'm the interim pastor at a church in Albuquerque. He was flying out every weekend, and he said, I feel like there's a real match there. Can I give them your name?'" And you know, I said, "Well, we're not looking to go anywhere, but we pray about it." And yeah. You know, and then the rest is history. Here, you know, here we are. And so, in uh, first week of December of seventeen, wow. we, we moved here, and uh, my oldest son and his wife and their uh, baby are still back in Oregon. Yeah. Uh, but the other seven kids are here and wow. uh, with us. And God just really uh, worked out every detail to wow. transition teenage kids who, you know, were sad to leave their friends, but but could see God in it and, and things like that. And uh, so, the church has been so good to us. Uh, it's a healthy church, has a great um, base, 
but we have job security uh, yeah. in Albuquerque. And so we've just really been trying to um, get back to the basics, you know, just yeah. start off first thing with evangelism training, a mm -hmm. great, great response and turn out to that. And then Sunday, uh, we began a disciples training using the wow. Billy Hanks uh, Jr. material. Okay. okay. And, uh, and he's here this week. So yeah, that yes. was amazing yeah. timing. And so he spent the day with us Sunday and, and uh, motivating our people. Uh, and so uh, just trying yeah. to preach the word, pray, and uh, love people and ask God to help us. You know, we're just, our, our prayer and, and a prayer that I pray daily is God give us Albuquerque and do a work yeah. so big that it could only be explained by yeah. you. And I, I love, so, I mean, you know, we've got, we got a lot of Texas guys that are now in yeah. in New Mexico. We're both Texas okay. guys, okay. and so uh, that's been a lot of fun. You know, we yeah. joke that we're now serving as foreign missionaries in, in New Mexico. Um, I'm so, I'm not as nice about it. I just say I'm a Texas exile. And and what's interesting to me is this this church, Sandia, and the connections that it has to IMB. Because I know a previous pastor, right. Bob and Vicky Butler, left yes. here to go overseas with IMB. Mm -hmm. You you served with IMB and now find yourself here uh, as as a pastor and one of the emphases that we're hearing a lot about at this evangelism conference is IMB partnerships mm -hmm. between churches and, and missionaries. Yes. Um, have you had any experience with that? Can you tell yeah. us about what that looks like? I can, and I could, I'll talk to both sides of it okay. because when we were on the mission field, almost everyone that came to Christ in Japan, Japan's a hard mission field, right? right? So it's not a hard place to live, but it's a hard mission field. Uh, almost everyone who came to Christ, we either met through our children um, or through volunteer teams um, and there's something unique about that like the japanese uh, folks maybe the missionary is going to be here next week and next month but this volunteer kind of tried out a little bit mm -hmm. so the volunteer teams were, were instrumental for us so that was a real great thing for us and then as we were towards the end of our time there the, the concept of a church becoming the strategy coordinator or the missionary for a, either a pocket or a people group that, that we don't have personnel to reach was kind of emerging and that, that really was exciting to me as a thought. And so then when we were in Oregon six years ago, our church adopted an unreached unengaged people group. There was a, a real thrust uh, by, by the IMB six, seven years ago for that. And so um, there's a people group uh, in West Africa and they had no written language, no church, no mm -hmm. believers, no one trying to reach them. And so uh, my, actually my two, two of my sons are there right now uh, wow. in West wow. Africa. And, uh, on trip 13, uh, so wow. we tried to send two or three very small teams uh, per year, starting from nowhere and uh, working through translators, telling it's an oral society, so Bible stories for evangelism. And uh, now there's about 40 believers. And wow. so now Bible stories for baptism and church. And then God's connected us with some, uh, some believers who got saved outside the people group, even though they grew up there, who now have a heart to go back with our teams. And so we're praying that one of those will emerge right. as, a, as a pastor and things like that. Wow. Um, so uh, uh, anyway, so it's, yeah, so the partnership thing is, is so great. And in the day we live in, anybody can do it. You know, the smallest church could partner with another church, but you know, you could, a, a small team is actually not bad. In yeah. fact, it's easier for, the, for the, the folks over there. The first couple of trips, there was an IMB personnel, uh, a missionary. He wasn't uh, working. There's was no one working with this people group, but he helped our first two teams get started. And now the teams arrange their own transportation, but with the internet, you, know, you can you can do all these things uh, so easily, and, and the IMB will really help you with that process. So, so you're talking about a people group who had never heard the gospel, never heard the name of Jesus before, yeah. Until until your church partnered and and said we're going to adopt this people group, yeah. And and you said now there's 40 believers mm -hmm. in this people. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's it's kind of Man. a half Catholic, half Muslim group, and so there are some Muslim believers and there are some Catholic believers wow. now. 
And uh, so, yeah, we started from scratch just praying, God. Uh, we're either we have great faith or we're stupid. Or <laughs> we just we can't do this. And we can go share the Bible stories, but we can't make this happen. And God, it took several trips before the first believer, and then and then just you know more and more and more. So, uh, so it's it's been fun to fun to watch. So I'd be glad to help any other church with that process of you know how, how do you get started doing that? Yeah. And then, you know how to do it. Also, it's, there's a great value again as a missionary. We have people partnering, working directly with us in our work, and that's yeah. a wonderful thing yeah. too. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I want to back up just a little bit <clears throat> because we've got two kids here yeah. and around tax season, I really encourage him to make that three <laughs> or four or five. Uh, we have four, okay. uh, seven, eight, nine, and 10. Yours are eight and 10? Uh, uh, 10 and almost ten and, nine. 10 yeah. and nine. Yeah. And then now, now what's the spread of your, yeah. your eight? What are the ages there? Okay. 24, 21, 20, 18, 16. 13, 11, and 7. That's the most, wow. of, of all the things you said today, that I'm most impressed by it because I can't, I can't get the ages down when they start mixing oh, up. That was right now the reason. I don't always get it right. Yeah. Yeah. But once you get past three, it's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I think that's incredible. And of course, we're, we're both uh, alumnus of Dallas Baptist yeah, and uh, Southwestern, yeah. this knucklehead. We don't even have to mention where he went. Uh, he's at Brigham Young. the Baptist University pioneers all the way. Yes. And, uh, so, but uh, it was a joy to hear hear some of that. Uh, share share with us between uh, you know Oregon, Texas, here, uh, Japan. Uh, what what are some as as different as that can be? I mean, we're talking different language, mm -hmm. culture. Uh, Texas and New Mexico, though neighbors, are completely different. Mm -hmm. uh, Oregon and New Mexico, though spread out, are very similar in some ways, but obviously very different mm -hmm. uh, in others. What are some of the uh, most noticeable similarities mm -hmm. uh, between those four main areas in, in the differences that, that really stick out to you? Wow. Well, the, the similarities are just that people are people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, the way that things are expressed may be different. And so there's certainly, you know, in, in every cultural situation, whether it's in our home country or overseas, you, you, know, you need to do some study and, and learn your culture. But uh, people are people, relationships uh, matter, and, and the gospel matters. And the gospel um, is... Uh, great in building relationships within that culture and sharing the gospel and the gospel is also great with people you don't know and so i always you know try to do both you know rather than to do one or the other but uh, so that that's the similarity um and that you know that christ is 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 the answer that every one of those cultures uh, needs um the difference is well of course uh between oregon and new mexico you'd be where we were at in the willamette valley where it rains you know for six seven months drizzles wow. you know uh, through the winter, and uh, so you, you'd be hard pressed to find in the states two, you know, places more opposite, yeah. you know, in their weather uh, and, and all. So, uh, and they're both great. You know, it's just a different kind of beautiful. And so we've got to do all the exploring and all mm -hmm. in Oregon. Now we're looking forward to doing that, you know, here in New Mexico. Um, having not grown up in Oregon, uh, the rain got to be pretty hard, you know, yeah. during the winter. And uh, when you're just looking for. 20 minutes of sun, you know, maybe, you know <laughs> yeah. uh, on a good day. And then yeah. a lot of days you go days without ever seeing the sun. Yeah. So we're really soaking in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> we stopped taking our vitamin D drops. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we're really enjoying that. And, uh, and then Japan is, you know, just, you know, so different anyway. Japan is, um, it looks Western, you know, but at, at the heart, it's uh, still very, uh, very Eastern, very Asian. Japanese people are so kind. They'd study the Bible with you for years. Mm -hmm. They would they would add Christianity to yeah. Buddhism and Shintoism. Right. Yeah. It's when you start uh, their Buddhism and Shintoism. On the one hand, doesn't mean anything to them, 
But when you start talking about the exclusivity of the yeah. gospel and leaving that, you find out how strong it really yeah. is. Yeah. And uh, but God's working there. And, yeah. Now, one one of the last times that I shared the uh, the gospel in Mayhill um, was a uh, Buddhist cyclist, and and that was. I was trying to think of what was, you know, you always ask what's the icebreaker. Yeah. And the easy one was you, you do realize they make cars that could come up this mountain a lot easier. <laughs> and so, oh, you know, real funny. Yeah. And, uh, and that we, we got through the gospel. This all sounds great. And you get to the exclusivity part of it. That's not so great. And, uh, and so I, I can definitely see how that would be difficult. But again, you know, what, that's where we put all of that on to you know, God and trust him to, you know, work in and through. And, and I say on the podcast probably every week in spite yeah. of us at times and just trust him with, with, you know, planting the seeds and, and trust him with that growth. Uh, but I, I think it's amazing to get to visit with somebody that's seen the IMB side of ministry, the cooperative program side of ministry. You were, you know, we didn't even talk about the trustee side of Southwestern, uh, you know, the, you know, being a pastor, you get to see the, uh, you know, all of the work there. And, and I just, I've just kind of been sitting back. Oh, man. Learn. No, it's been and, great. Uh, as yeah. soon as we end this, I promise you we'll still be talking. But, uh, <laughs> but thank you, yeah. Ronnie, for, for coming on. Since I botched the intro, I'm going to see. Y'all pray for me, see if we can get this outro right. But thanks so much for joining us today. We know there are a billion other things you could be doing, but you took the time to listen to the official podcast of the Word of God the Christian Standard Bible. We're grateful for the sponsorship of the CSB and encourage you to visit csbible.com to find out more. If you want to find out more about us, visit notanotherbaptistpodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast. We say that a hundred times on this thing. But until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. Have a great day. Thank you, Ronnie. Thanks, and God bless. Thanks,